Hey guys, welcome back. BDC Care here. We're back with season nine, episode three of our weekly Q and A videos. Uh, if you're on the video right now and you want to listen to this on all the major podcasting platforms, you can check out the links in the description for that. Uh, and if you're on one of the podcasting platforms and you've never heard us anywhere else, we're also on YouTube at BDC Care Gaming, <laughs> uh, and you can actually give us ad revenue and support us uh, if you check us out over there. Um, Getting straight into it this week, we've sort of rambled before questions, I think, a lot recently. Yes. But um, nothing else, nothing going on in our lives except for injustice. <laughs> so um, our first question comes from Jules Bigelow, and they say, I can't seem to unlock animated Hartley Quinn. It shows that I can buy the pack, but the credits keep on being refunded after going to main screen and still without Hartley Quinn added to my collection. Does anyone know how to fix this? I've tried clearing data and reinstalling. I've even tried factory resetting my unit, but it doesn't fix the problem. Any help will be much appreciated. So short answer is there's nothing I think you can do personally. You need to be able to hack it. Uh, and I'll get into, I guess, more of that later. But what's interesting to me is that this is a relatively pernicious kind of uh, bug. Mm -hmm. I don't want to say glitch because I feel like the way we use the word glitch is more something that you can manipulate to your yeah. advantage. And this is a, a weird bug that showed up way back when. And before we had our first proper, maybe not before, around the time we had our first proper glitch when we were sharing this channel. Yeah. There was somebody who's pushing this glitch that was basically overselling and they called it a death glitch because yeah. what you could do is, so this, this was back in the old days, a lot of glitches took advantage of the fact that there was um, a lag between when the screen changed and when the action of the buttons that were there changed. Yeah. So you could um, press the button to sell something and press it so fast and so many times before it actually registered the change. That you that, sold more copies than you were supposed to be allowed to. Right, right. And so let's say you had one copy to sell of a uh, gold character. You'd sell it as fast as you could tap it. You'd sell probably 10, 15 copies of it. Mm -hmm. And you would get all the gold from it. People think that was great. And people would also think, oh, well, I don't want that character too. I'm cleaning up my collection. That would be great too. Problem was, you're done. The, it changes the code in the game so that all of a sudden... Instead of having zero when you sold it, you pushed it to negative whatever number. Mm -hmm. And then whenever you got a copy, either trying to buy it directly or from a pack or worse, as a bonus, like the daily bonus, yeah, then it would go into a loop if it was a daily bonus, trying to give it to you over and over because it was expecting it to bump it up to a, a non-zero number. Mm -hmm. and it would stay at a negative number and then it would error out and then you would just never be able to play it unless you shut down your connection. Yeah. Or if you bought it in a pack and happened to get a pack, you would get your money back, but you wouldn't get the character. Mm -hmm. So unfortunately, uh, something probably happened because the, the, this is the only other time that we've seen this behavior, right? Of it constantly refunding yeah. you a pack and not letting you get a copy of a character. Yeah. And so it looks like that's probably what happened. And you know, for this person to have gone through it, it seems like you really are doing your due diligence if you even factory reset your yeah. uh, Cause, device. Yeah, because it's not, it's not in the device. The problem, really, why none of that works is it's uh, a flaw in your save off the Warner Brothers server. Yeah, so it's based off of your account. So your real only option at this point, I think, is to have somebody <laughs> hack it for you yeah. and uh, go in and find the specific 
place where it stores your number of copies and change it from a negative number to uh, a positive number again so that when you get your next right. copy it, instead of even to zero instead of it going I don't know what to do with this and then uh, yeah resetting it it'll actually just let you have it so there's been an interesting history too I mean this is the, the reason why I like this question isn't because it's something new we've dealt with it before but it's it gives us a chance to sort of reminisce a little bit do you remember when Injustice was so popular that it was actually a target for people to hack the game and then sell their hacks. To, like they would offer to sell you, we, mm-hmm. I will add this many credits or add this many characters or give you a fu- fully loaded account yeah. for this much. But it would mean trusting them with your login credentials, which was kind of a yeah a bit of a downer. There was a, there was a real market for uh, hacked stuff, for sure. Right. So, But I think that's one of many indicators of how the the audience, I guess, has shrunk mm-hmm. for Injustice, which makes me a little bit sad. And I'm not sad I'm missing all the people trying to m- make money off um, players, but I am sad mm-hmm. that it, it, it's a reflection. The reason why it's happening is because there's just not a lot of, not as many players as it used to be. It's entirely possible there are still hacked accounts being sold in certain places that just we aren't privy to, right? Yeah. Because I'm, I'm sure there's some... I don't even know where they would be, though, because I feel like we're in most of the sort of main spaces spaces for injustice. Yeah. And if there's some back alley, whatever sketchy space yeah. that we just haven't looked into at all. But right. maybe if we're if you're looking for somebody to hack your account, it would you'd get pointed in the direction of, you know, one of those spaces because I, we're not looking for it. We might just not be, you know, I guess I feel like it's it's a lot. You know, when there used to be those malls that would sell pirated DVDs. Yeah. And you could find them almost anywhere. Yeah. And they would have, they would look like the, you know, writable. Like they weren't pressed. They were the ones that had the the lasers that would change the yeah. ink on it to change the color and stuff. Yeah. And they would have really bad graphics on the packaging that were sometimes poorly spelt and blurry yeah. pictures. They, they, yeah. But, but you, I mean, maybe they're still selling them somewhere, but they're nowhere to be seen. I don't see them anymore. That's true. There was, um, recently I was in a store and I saw a, an Iron Man Avengers poster that said, I am Iron Man on it. And the image that was blown up for the poster was really low resolution. It was really like mushy yeah. and like blurry. And it's been a while since I've seen something like that. Cause I think for, um, for movies and stuff, I think that market is pretty much gone. Right. Cause I feel like people can just get their stuff online really easily. Yeah. I, I'd imagine that if there's anybody who's still going into those places and buying DVDs, it would be older people who have a DVD player right. who don't really know how. So, so when you say you can get it on, when you say you can get it online easily, do you yeah. mean like legitimately streaming, or do you mean like there's some other like a way to? Because to me, there's people yeah. who are pirating with, say, um, what's the thing that you seed with? Torrent, torrents, or they yeah. get it through um, news groups, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's a lot of ways to. I'm still. It's first off, it's easier to get content legitimately in general, but it's also, I think, much easier to get it illegitimately because you're thinking about people downloading stuff. I'm thinking about there's a lot of illegal streaming sites now, Ah, right? There's a lot of places where they'll like have stuff and they'll they'll upload or they'll just host from a server and then there's like a bunch of mirrors and whatever. and not that I'm, like, recommending that at all, obviously. Right, right. But just that I know that, like, I've had, like, friends uh, who have, like, their favorite, like, 
illegal streaming sites to like stream stuff from and pull from. So I feel like, you know, in that same token, right, in the way that streaming has revolutionized legally accessing content, I feel like it's also made illegally accessing content for like right. movies and TV shows a lot easier. Because right. there's a reason, like, you wouldn't want to stream like an ebook, right? Um, because you would want to be able to download that locally on your device and have it over the course of a long time and not need to reaccess the content every time. Right. But for a right. movie or a TV show... Where it's a shorter period of time that you're actually using it. Yeah, yeah. the book takes too long to read. You, you get through it once and then you never need it again. Yeah. Uh, streaming that type of content. And I think also legally, you're actually in better position. Um, Are if you? you're illegal. Yeah, because yeah, there's a difference between <laughs> illegally... Um, viewing a piece of content and owning it illegally. If you have a physical right. local copy on your device, right. um, you're like violating the license, and <laughs> I I think they can get you in a different way. It's the same. It's the same mm. like distinction. I think, or not the same, but it's like similar to if you have like over a certain amount of drugs, how they can get you for more than or just possession. Yeah, it's like potentially right. to like distribute, intent to distribute. Yeah, right. right, uh, right. Where if you have it locally on your device, you have that sort of copy that you could be sending to other people. You could be, right. you know, well, it's it's you're actually violating copyright once you've made a yeah. copy on your on your server mm -hmm. your own personal like, yeah. local copy yeah so i don't know um exactly what you're on the hook for if you're streaming it but i think i remember reading something a while back where they haven't punished anybody if they're streaming it and the, right. they'll get you if it's local on your thing so if you're streaming illegal content right the main person they want to come after is the person they're, they're hosting it that's hosting it because yeah. you say yeah. well i watched it i had no way you know I, it was never downloaded on my device in any right. capacity right. so right. yeah so it is a lot easier to access stuff now. And right. I think if you wanted to find pretty much any show, I'd imagine it, it would probably be harder for like Disney or whatever, or anybody who's really, um, really like stringent about that, right, really right. strict with it. Um, well, the other thing that's funny, uh, is that if you're looking for how to access content online, a lot of times there, there's different ways that they can get at it. Right. Um, and I had a friend, so, when you normally look for it, um, they can either make it so that the servers are down so that they're not there anymore. So that like you could go on a website, right. But then mm -hmm. when you try to access that the content wasn't up on it anymore. Right. The other thing they can do is remove it. They can like, uh, request Google to remove it from their Google results <coughs> as a copyright violation. Right. But the funny thing about that is apparently, I don't know where it is, but it's accessible. If you have a search, there's somewhere you can go on Google and it tell you, which ones um, have been removed? That searches have been removed for copyright <laughs> violation, and you can actually request the links that have been removed for violating copyright. So I don't know. I don't know where you need to go to get that. I don't know if that's like okay. deep in it. I'm sure you could look it up. But so what's funny is I had a friend who couldn't find something, so they used the Google request to request somebody who had had the URL taken down for violating copyright, and because. Um, it was specifically requested for violating copyright. Obviously, those sources are going to actually have the content because you wouldn't because yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't request it to, so you, to take down the link if it wasn't actually up there on the site in the first place. So I hear you tell me this story, and it feels like, and maybe I'm totally off base here, but it feels like the level of sophistication to do that kind of stuff to find to stream it or to download it is still a lot more than the sophistication it takes to walk to some crappy corner store yeah and buy the pirated dvd yeah and that one is i wouldn't i wouldn't have put the same amount of work my friend did into trying to find something because that to me seems like you know i don't know jumping through a lot of hoops and then I'd, i don't know when you're there but in terms of finding most stuff i think it's pretty easy 
So I think the vast majority in that case, you know, and the other question is, is it more convenient? Because I would still say probably not because getting out, going (laughs) to a place, if you're already there while you're there, maybe stopping by and seeing if they have something. But also the difference in cost is money versus free. And if you figure out how to do it, once you get the sort of pattern down. Oh, uh, no. It's free every yeah. time versus money every time. No, no doubt. I just in, in my mind, I guess I'm picturing for the people who are buying those kind of DVDs. Yeah. Are are probably in my mind they're less tech, tech savvy. Tech yeah. savvy. They're not so sophisticated. Yeah, and that's exactly what I was saying. Is that I think the only market that there still is would be for people who don't know how, or who are just aren't interested in, in yeah. messing around with it. But I think mostly it's probably not so much anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, how did we get on that? Oh, hacking. Hacking. There you go. So that's why your Harley Quinn can't be added. Yeah. You really wanted her. Uh, oh, and it, it, you're you're actually, if, if it's a bronze Harley Quinn, you're just kind of screwed. Chances animated are, Harley Quinn. It's specifically it? animated. Oh, yeah. then that's not a problem. Yeah. Because yeah. the bronze characters, when they are a daily bonus, it does lock you out of the game. So uh, animated Harley Quinn is not a bad character. She's pretty good support. Yeah. With well, you don't need to. You don't need to rub their nose. <laughs> yeah, I know. I see. The key really is whether it's worth starting a new account to try to, to be clean, or whether it's worth trying to find somebody to help you fix the account. Yeah. Yeah. So there okay. we go. Uh, the next question comes from Lone Wolf Plays, and they say, "Hey guys, been following you since 2015." Uh, first off, thank you. That's awesome. Uh, this is probably the first time asking a question. So here it goes. Can we get into the top 5% at the end of an online multiplayer season with a beginner account, three to four basic bronze, probably a silver, a follow-up question. If we can, what'd be the most efficient strategy? So this is an interesting one. This is probably, if you're following us since 2015, I'm assuming you've made a new account for this. It seems unlikely that you've been watching us for, uh, between six and seven years and right. just started playing injustice now right, right. you said man these guys are really cool uh, i think i maybe should check this game out. i start playing it yeah yeah so it's it i guess the way it's worded there's uh so if you're still stuck on three to four bronzes and a silver i think there's probably some actual limitation in terms of the number of hours in a day and an estimate of the given season what five percent will will require yeah that there probably is like an absolutely right answer. I think the the right answer that doesn't involve the work is if it's possible, it's totally not worth it. Yeah, it's because you have to think about in this game that there are things that you can do for rewards and then there are things that you can do to speed up the process of acquiring those rewards, right? Yeah. Uh, and so if you are spending all of your time in online multiplayer... It's not really the best for money or experience, right? Right. It's it's pretty much just for the exclusive rewards. If you have a starting account, it would make way more sense to spend your time grinding for Bonus credits. Battle one. Yeah, for grinding for credits, getting new characters, yeah. pushing yourself further. Because you get free characters for playing the story. Yeah. Right? Um so you getting those free characters builds up your roster, getting more credits, getting more, you know, XP and levels. If you're playing at such a low level for multiplayer. Yeah. I don't even know how many battle credits you get. I don't think we've ever been in that position where we have like a beginner beginner account where you're not elited, you're not right. leveled, you're right. not That's anything. True. You're just whatever because, the bronze is. Because that the online play only started after a while and yeah. when, when limits were 
level 40 and elite 5. So there's a lot of time to just collect stuff offline before they even introduced any online play. I don't even know how low the battle points go. Yeah. Because if you're talking about like getting like, for example, I don't know if they even go this low, but 500 battle points, right? You're talking about getting one-tenth of the amount that you could get if you're just... Oh, it's got to be more higher up there. It's, it's got to be. be it can't lock at five hundred. That would be too low. Yeah, but um, but so and if you're looking at beginners, right? Like, I mean, is it in theory possible to do really well with three bronzes? Sure, but you need them elite ten to to really generate some points. You want some gears to make sure that you're winning consistently, and so it's a different flavor of the question. Because I'll tell you what, if I was in that situation and I wanted the reward for that week. Yeah. I guess one I would give up. I'd know that there's the, at least the multiplayer rewards. It's on a Absolutely. set cycle. Yeah. And it's been established and it's complete. So everything that you want is eventually, is probably eventually going to come back unless they make a big change, which it seems unlikely they'd want to do to break something that's working. Yeah. And um, I would actually just grind the as high as I can go in, in the offline story mode. And if I was having trouble hitting the next target. Yeah. I grind whichever ba- bonus battle was the highest I could reach. Yeah, and buy gold packs. Um, the question now is whether it be gold packs or challenge packs. And once I had enough golds, I would just push higher. Like I think the, the progression is still makes sense to do the offline play. Yeah, only because it'll generate more rewards to give you a better chance. So that when you actually do do multiplayer, mm-hmm. you're rewarded properly for the time that you spend. Because seriously, I wouldn't want to spend. 10 hours a day with three bronze characters winning some fights and not all of them hoping just hoping that I'll stay in the top 5% to get one of the good rewards yeah it would be pretty brutal yeah and so you know if like your first week is like Tantu Totem or something right that would kind of suck to have to wait yeah but you're better off just playing and building up and then having that as something to look forward to the next time it comes around right um Let's face it, you're not generating enough income. Even if you get Tansy Totem, it's going to be weeks, if not months, before you're doing enough with it so that it's doing everything that it can when it's maxed out. Yeah. And so really, um, the the only reason you do this is if you're setting it as a personal challenge for yourself to see how high you can get from a fresh account. Uh, and that you know might be fun or enjoyable. If that's what the question that you're asking, then the answer is we don't know. Uh, because our sort of it's not worth it answer is predicated on the idea that you want to have a more efficient experience instead of like a personally challenging one that you're yeah. that you're artificially actually making an experience yeah. that's less efficient but you know more challenging in a way that you want it to be yeah. so that if that's the question that you're asking that we don't have a lot of insight for you but good luck and I'd like to see how high you can get if that's if that's a question that you're asking with a brand new account how high can you get in multiplayer in a week um right. But if that was it, I'd have to imagine even still there's just a certain amount of single player uh, gameplay that it would make sense to do first to sort of push through at least some of the story and get some new characters. And I don't know what the balance of that would be. But, you know, I still stand by the idea that when you really are a starter, starting player, what you want is nine gold equivalents, right? Or nine gold equivalents. Sorry, six gold equivalents. Yeah where you've got that gives you enough for two teams of three golds or less if some of the golds are promoted because they're duplicates yeah and that'll take you pretty far you'll grind a lot of credits you'll get all the beginner credit value for finishing fights in story mode 
Yeah. And then once you've done that, you get a better feel for what you want to do and what you're happy with and whether you can compete. The problem is, I think that it's at the beginning, it's too easy to promote characters and relatively speaking, because some of them are hard to promote. It still takes a lot of credits, but it's way harder to get your gears, to get the gears that you want and get them uh, fused enough. Yeah. So they do what you expect them and you need them and want them to do. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So there we go. Uh, our next question comes from Ovidio Dimitru, and they say, uh, Nice team and video. Arkham Knight Catwoman is also my favorite. She's very fast, and the bleed is game-changing. One variation I have now is Arkham Knight Catwoman uh, with Lexcore helmet and chest armor and quake engine, which makes her a good tank when blocking and also a very good bleeder. Uh, Batman returns Catwoman as my special specialist with Soul Taker Sword, Tantu Totem, and Demon Blade due to her passive. Now, I know you think the Soul Taker Sword is not that good, but for me, it works as Batman Returns Catwoman doesn't have the highest stats and helps to take some damage if you plan on taking out all three rivals. Uh, then Killer Frost, uh, just for passives so the rivals can lack power with Master's Death Card, Heart of Darkness and Necron's Scythe, the booster special too. Um, the thing with Killer Frost is that often due to low stats, it's hard to take the battle into her own hands. That's why I've been thinking of changing her with Arkham Knight Batgirl. Even though I'll lose the Killer Frost passive, I will gain Arkham Knight Batgirl with stun and splash damage gears. As of now, the team is a mix of offensive and defensive, and also good with Blackest Knight Flash team. The only problem I have now is with the newest teams with New 52 Shazam and Justice League teammates. Sorry for the wall of text, maybe it helps the newcomers. Hmm. I, I, I'm always open to new thoughts. I think you're not wrong to say that the benefit of the damage steal, damage drain, yeah, is not the best. All right, so let, let's take a look at the passive for Soul Taker Sword. When you, it's maxed out, 30% unblockable chance on basic attacks. That's actually really good. Yeah. Uh, I think this is the highest unblockable chance for a non-character-specific uh, piece of gear. Yeah. So, I like, I so. mean, Flash has it, Arkham Knight has it, where you've got the... Oh, no, no, Arkham Knight is lower, but it's for everybody. Flash has it, Doomsday has it, Solomon Grundy has it on their gear. I think it's 30% unblockable, mm -hmm. but it's only for them. Uh, life Drain... Life Drain... Life Drain... Life Drain. Life Drain. <laughs> I, I was... In my mind, I was trying to stick together the words Life Drain and Chance, and I stopped before I got... It would have Life, life Drains. Life Train Chance on Special 2, 50%. That's okay. It's not great. Um, I think one of Lexcore gears does higher than that, like 99%. Yeah. It's uh, not bad as sort of a free bonus you get sometimes. I wouldn't rely yeah. on it, but... Yeah. And the evolved ability is a 15% damage drain from defeated enemies stacks twice. So that's the important thing, because it doesn't matter if you actually knock out three rivals. You really only knock out two, because the third one, even if it had something that you could do it more often, that third one, the, the team is gone. The biggest team you're going to face has three members. Mm-hmm. So you're only at most you're gonna boost the damage by thirty percent. I guess technically you could boost it more with like a Blantine hero. Does that actually do it? I don't it? think so. Oh, well, that's an interesting choice. Or uh, the Joker, the Suicide Squad Joker. Oh, you mean if you let him knock out two of your teammates? Well, no, you couldn't do that because it only stacks twice. So they're oh, saying yeah, yeah. they specifically have worked around it. Right. But right, right. I'm saying, would one of those actually sort of kneecap yeah, its effectiveness? Could yeah. you do something like that if you had Lantian Hero? Do they get it's possible? Yeah, crummy stats from you. Yeah, that's right. Um, I, I mean, can you imagine if you, you boosted your damage by like point zero percent or something, point zero one percent, because the other guy was just so awful? Yeah. 
Um, so, so here's the thing. I mean, the way we've compared it probably unfairly is that how you can get a much bigger damage boost from something else, but this is all damage boost, right? So it, it improves your specials. And if you look at it that way, 15% is not awful, but it's still pretty bad because special two boost, you can get, I think 12%. Yeah. Um, special one boost, I think it's higher, but they're all separate abilities. So having it all at once is okay. Yeah. But the amount is, is not significant enough. So here's the thing, right? If you're fighting somebody about the same ability as you. Yeah. It's really only 15% damage boost. To get more out of it, you have to be fighting somebody that's got more damage. There's a good chance that they got more damage. They also got more health. Mm -hmm. That they're just a strong character. So you have to time it properly so that you're doing enough damage to knock them out. And that, it might not seem so obvious, but I think when you have to, when you're less focused on winning now and you're trying to do stuff, yeah. your chance of losing the fight or having your character knocked out even if you don't lose a fight is higher. Mm -hmm. And so if you're going to be... Oh, and that's if somebody's stronger than you. If somebody's weaker than you, sure. It's like you were saying. You can get 15% of their damage. Yeah, but you don't actually want it. <laughs> but it was, yeah, it was really crappy. It's not making much difference. They can keep it. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, it... 30% damage, the fact that it's across everything, right, yeah. is way better. The problem is the way that the game is right now. You know, if you're playing in single player, maybe, Jack of All Trades makes a lot more sense. I think for a lot of the time that you spend playing the game early on, uh, you know, you don't really have specialization the same way. Yeah. And you're just trying to sort of do everything you can, right? But mm -hmm. when you're playing in online multiplayer, it doesn't really make sense most of the time to have a jack-of-all-trades character, right, right. and especially for damage, right? You might have right. somebody who's balanced between offensive and defensive, but for whatever they are offensive, it doesn't really make sense to spread out the gear that's boosting them. Right. So it might be a little nice if you've got somebody who, you know... Uh, is dealing a little bit of extra damage in all forms. And if they're the primary person that you have in, uh, you're getting the benefits of, you know, all of it because you're probably doing basic damage right. and specials. There's no reason why you'd be holding off on doing them. Right. So it's cool. Right. But, you know, it's most of the time, if you've got what it looks like you've got, which is a lot of characters, a lot of resources, a lot of the gears, right? If right. you're talking about, you know, Tantu Totem and Master's Death Card right. and everything else, right. uh, what you're usually looking for is combos right really solid combos and really good synergies yeah. and in those cases soul taker sword is where you, is where you really lose out because you're losing out on the ability to make a better synergy by requiring you actually knock somebody out and then only after you've knocked one or two people out then you get a lower damage yeah. that's more diffusely spread out across all your different uh mechanisms for dealing damage so it's a version of the opportunity cost where you could be doing something else better yeah. I mean, if we look at, instead of focusing on just the Soul Taker one, right? Like, if we look at the, um, the loadout, Soul Taker, Tantu Totem, Demon Blade. It's interesting, right? Demon Blade is, I believe, a special two boost and a special two crit chance yeah. increase. Um, so damage boost. And Tantu Totem is, you know, Tantu Totem is the best. But that means you're doing, you're making her a special specialist. Problem with Batman Returns Catwoman is her special two, her specials in general, do less damage than they should for her damage stat because it has a secondary effect. Mm -hmm. It bleeds. So the amount of damage you're doing is less and you're 
wasting Tantu Totem a little bit. I mean, it would be interesting to lean into Killer Frost a bit more where you're using... You, I think uh, Ovidiu has specifically mentioned that the choice of gear was to boost... Uh, the Necron Scythe to boost special too. And I think that's for the freezing effect. Although you got to yeah. keep in mind, the freezing happens at the tail end. So you don't really get nearly as much. I think you get one hit after you've been frozen. Yeah. So it's not probably not the, not the most efficient because she can't stun. She doesn't have a built-in stun and I don't think any of the things that you're you're giving her will stun. So if anything, I mean, you could mar- make her marginally better by instead of giving her Heart of Darkness. So you lose the, the Heart of Darkness is boost to special two in the damage over time. Give her Tantu Totem. If she's going to be your special specialist, lean into it and let her do more damage. Um, Soul Taker Sword. The problem is, I guess, if you're going to boost all kinds of damage, then the other gears that you've got are not going to do as good a job mm-hmm. to boost everything the same way. You, you, the other gears will have to you have to pick to boost basic or specials or which special. Um, and if her if her attack stat is too low, what you could lean into is damage over time. Mm. She's got that passive that doubles it. So you give her more gears that will give you damage over time. Demon Blade doesn't do that. Soul Taker Sword doesn't do that. Um, you know, Ibis Stick is great. I think it's the Lexcore Gauntlets will do damage over time. One of the League of Assassins gears, I think it's the Blade. I mean, I love using the knives for the splash damage mm-hmm. special one, but it's the Blade that uh, adds... So you could do that, and then that would actually be more interesting. So she wouldn't be your primary special specialist, but she could be your damage over time specialist. Yeah. So there we go. Uh, who else is on the team? Um, it, is there somebody? Catwoman. Uh, oh, Killer Batman Frost. Returns Catwoman? Batman Returns Catwoman. Oh, oh, no, no, you're right. Arkham Knight Catwoman. Sorry, that was the first one. Um, so LexCore Helmet. Does Helmet do the... Maybe Helmet is the one that does damage for him, not the gauntlets. Um, Quake Engine. Yeah, so it's a weird kind of loadout, right? Because it's all that stuff is trying to take it. it. I mean, I'm ignoring all the defensive benefit, but really those are all kind of trying to take advantage of two, two damage over time specialists and then Killer Frost for her passive. I, I don't think you're really getting the most of Arkham Knight Catwoman because Arkham Knight Catwoman, out of the, the between the two cat women, women Catwomans, Catwomen, mm-hmm. Catwomans, um, has a better special two that is only reduced by 25% um, because of the damage over time. Batman Returns Catwoman, I believe, is reduced by 50%. So she, Arkham Knight Catwoman, would do more damage. Let her have Tantu Totem. Yeah. Let her come in, do a, a really powerful special two if you give her Tantu Totem Masters. We've done that a bunch of times. You give her Tantu Totem Masters Death Card, mm-hmm. maybe give her, um, if you're leaning into... Special two. Hard darkness is fine. 30% power gen boost is great. Yeah. She's got two bar- bars of power. You knock out the first guy. If he doesn't get knocked out, he's bleeding himself out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not so much the Soul Taker sword that's the issue. I think it's the... There's not a coherent kind of plan for the team as a whole, I think. So there we go. That's some that's some feedback on your team. Yeah. Uh, I think that's probably a good place to end it for the week so to finish up we'd like to uh say some words to some folks uh i'd like to give a shout out to eliza say goodbye to your arms katen uh no joke there that's just a a threat she made to me recently i mean the threat was a joke um 
There's no no basis for it. Don't worry, my arms are safe for the time being. Okay. Um, this shout-out was brought to you by Misplaced Aggression. Okay. Uh, and we'd also like to give a huge thank you to all of our wonderful supporters on Patreon. Yeah, that would be Console Peasant and Victor Gomez and Ed Woon at the top tier last word. Oh, I screwed up the order of that. <laughs> Cinemac and Mohammed Al Shady at the Your Message Here tier. Sean Farrell, Daniel Simonson, Aaron Mall, Michael DeVries, Brandon C., Irvin DeLuise, and Eddie Dew at the credited level. And Chris Wolf, Scarlett Denny, Awesome Gamer 2 for 1, Pavu RS, Gavin Malat, and Isfar E at the gratitude level. Thank you so much for watching, and we'll see you next time. Komoda. Komoda.